This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Hello, my name is Shmo Brannigan of the Blibla system. ID number 80085. In the event, the time unable to escape this feral world and return to a Federation-controlled quadrant of space, this shall be my final testament. I was a mechanic aboard Starship Blibblar Alpha Prime Z, my primary directive being to repair any damage accrued to the ship during our alienitarian missions across the cosmos. Seven lunar cycles ago, my crew and I were answering a distress signal coming from an uncharted sector of the universe. With great haste we arrived at the purported location of the call. However, as we were all about to discover firsthand, we had flown right into a trap. The signal had actually come from a sizable fleet of space pirates, who surrounded our ship, and provided us with a grisly ultimatum. We were to transfer 69,420,069 Federation V-Bucks to the Pirate Soft World Bank account, or else face total annihilation via over 9,000 plasma torpedoes. We paid the thieves off promptly, having no other options available to us. However, they had gone back on their word and began blasting away upon our beloved ship, as soon as the confirmation email was received. I was the only survivor, the only member of my crew, to reach an escape pod in time, for I alone, just so happened to have been inside one of them as this was all transpiring, making routine repairs to the steering mechanism, when all heck broke loose. I launched into open space just as the shields gave way, a scanned 5 second window which had ultimately spared my life. However, my repairs to the steering had not been completed, and so the vessel careened directly into a nearby planet's gravity, where I was forced to make an emergency crash landing. <laughs> now tell me, you goddamn space alien! How in the blue fuck does this newfangled spaceship of yours work? English motherfucker, do you speak it? This absolute ass named Ezzet as the wise had recovered my unconscious figure from the crash site and tortured me until I agreed to repair my escape vessel and take him with me into space. Then, after my side of the bargain was completed, that's wine. That abhorrent creature tied me up, took the repaired pod for himself, and left me stranded. With the help of some of the locals, an elf named Crystal and a human named Scarletta, I am presently searching this backwards as bumpfuck as well for any means of egress I can find. The women have directed my eye towards the rumored catch of alien tech, which had been hidden somewhere in the desert by my kind thousands of years ago. I have since lost contact with my associates, and I am greatly concerned for their safety at this moment in time. However, I am presently traveling approximately 111.045 kilometers per hour directly towards the Bile River. A large mass of dihydrogen monoxide, that is likely in close proximity to the ancient alien stash. My current plan of action is to uncover the location of this hidden hoard of sci-fi stuff, and then find my friends. Oh god here is the river I am going too fast and cannot stop oh fuck who designed these sand sleds they are wildly inefficient. 
How's it hanging, ladies and folks? My name is Chris R.R. Balzo, and this is my show. You're about to hear the latest and greatest installment of my ongoing sword and sorcery sci-fi narrative. A story written, read, performed, and edited all with your ear holes in mind. So don't even concern yourself with going back to catch up quite yet, because this episode, like every episode, just so happens to be the perfect jumping on point. And then, once you're hooked, feel free to go back and enrapture yourself with the story thus far while you wait for the next one to drop. But for now, all I need you to do is sit back, relax, and allow me to unfurl the wizard scroll. The sun dipped beneath the horizon line. The orangey-pink skies above quickly crossfading to deep purple and subsequently to black in the absence of that great red ball of fire. The stars began to bespeckle the night sky shortly thereafter, shining far brighter and in far greater numbers than either woman had ever seen. Because out in the desert, shit just hits different if you know what I mean. And so they, Crystal and Scarletta, stranded in the middle of fucking nowhere, they quietly set up camp for the night. Luckily, they had come prepared, having all the supplies they could ever need conveniently packed into the elf's magical pouch. Kindling, a tent, sheets, blankets, and a whole pig roasting on a spit. The roaring fire lie betwixt them, exquisitely charring their meal to a crisp as they sat across from one another, staring intently into the fire, or at the stars above, or out towards the surrounding desert. Anything to avoid gazing at one another. Wordlessly, Scarletta carved herself a portion of ham, silently stewing over the events immediately preceding the alien schmo's disinclined departure. Visibly more steamed than the pot of rice she presently pulled from its spot atop the fire. Oh, fuck! Scorpions! When out of fucking nowhere, ten humongous scorpions had surrounded the campsite, tails outstretched ready to swing down and pierce flesh with those long, hooked, venom-filled stingers. If there was one thing the women could both ascertain immediately, it was that so much as the slightest graze from one of those things would leave them as good as pricked. So they sprung into proper fighting stances in the blink of an eye. With Crystal dual-wielding her wand and short-sword combo, and Scarletta going straight for her Gatling crossbow, revving it up while aiming at whichever scorpion drew closest. One scorpion in particular was the first to strike, leaping forward and swinging down with that long, muscular tail in but a single fluid motion. Though Crystal dodged the blow with ease, spun, and sliced the tail clean off while it was still lodged in the sand. Then she cocked her wand and blasted that castrated scorpion to kingdom motherfucking come. 
869 arrows per minute, you cock-sucking scorpions! Scarletta could be heard in the background just absolutely laying waste to some scorpions, letting loose a rapid flurry of arrows which filled scorpion after gigantic, menacingly agile scorpion with a spattering of gushing green holes. As Crystal ran forward, stabbed a scorpion in the face, and springboarded herself into the air, where she did some seriously sweet acrobatics while soaring just overhead. She spun and she flipped as she took shots at the surrounding scorpions, blasting off limbs and shooting out eyes while doing an upside-down slow-mo 1080. Yeah, now that's the real power of teamwork! High five! Come on, Scar, you'd really leave a gal hanging like this? I don't feel so good. She lurched forward, leaning heavily on her crossbow for balance as the camera ominously panned down to the big black blotch of venom engulfing her calf. No, 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 no! Fuck no, this is not going down like this, Scar! Not on my watch! Mom? Dad? What are you guys doing here? Scar, stay the fuck away from your dead parents! Focus on me, hon, okay? I'm gonna try to suck the venom out, but you've gotta stay with me! Please! And so, Crystal set to work. Without a moment to lose, she fashioned a makeshift tourniquet out of a bit of cloth and a stick wrapping it around Scarletta's thigh and twisting with all her might. Once the stick refused to budge any further, the elf leaned down and placed her lips upon that inky black blotch, the one which even now continued to creep up toward her lover's kneecap. The taste was revolting, like some macabre mixture of pickle juice, wine, and bleach. The first mouthful almost made her puke up the pork loin and rice she had just been enjoying but mere minutes before. But she kept her composure, spat the venom into the sand, and went back in for another swig. That one actually made her puke, but still she muscled through. She wiped the vomit from her cheek and she did what must be done for her sake. Again, and again, and again, she slurped up a mouthful of that awful swill, spat it in the sand, wiped her mouth, and went in for yet another taste. Ah! For twenty grueling minutes, Crystal repeated the cycle, sucking upon the black, festering wound on Scarletta's leg, until finally, mercifully, The inky black blotch had been removed entirely, now gurgling and congealing in the sand beside them. Scar! Gee, that scorpion cut you good, huh? You okay? I think I'll be alright, thanks to you. No need to thank me. It's the least I could do, mi amor.
Shmo had arrived at the Bile River. After being catapulted across the desert in a speeding sand sled, after coming in for an emergency splash landing, he had made it to the only permanent water source in all the Sandscape deserts. As such, the river's edge was home to the only lush greenery to be found in the Sandscape as well. Unkempt grasses, coconut trees, blooming berry bushes, and other miscellaneous vegetation, which ran parallel to the river for miles in either direction. While all sorts of fishes traveled along with the current, and hippos and crocodiles wrestled one another just beneath the water's surface. Whoa, Nelly! Dwayne the Croc Johnson's got King Hippo in the death roll! But he's still not tapping! Whoa, shit! He busted out of the submission hold! And he clamps the Croc's jaw shut! This could be the end for our beloved champion, folks! Anyway, Schmo immediately set to work on some nearby trees, chopping them down with his emergency Space Army knife. And lo, using some nearby vines to tie the logs together, he successfully crafted a raft to carry himself down, 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 down the river. But before setting out, he first gorged himself on a veritable feast of coconuts, berries, roadrunner eggs, and a wild hair that he fried up on a particularly flat rock. Magical map, would you kindly direct me to the ancient alien stash of sci-fi stuff? Sorry, I didn't understand that. Please try again. Or beans. Light bulb, uh huh? Magical map, please direct me to the nearest supply of silicon alloy metalloids, dark matter-fueled heavy machinery, and or solar-powered plasma rifles. Starting route, proceed downstream for 35 miles, then turn left. Cursed imperial measurements. Not to get political or anything, but what the fuck even is a mile? Proceed downstream for 56.3 kilometers, then turn left. Now that's more like it. Schmo floated along on his makeshift raft, filling his lungs with the humid, aromatic air that surrounded him. The dryness of the desert had taken a noticeable toll on his porous green flesh, which had become increasingly raisin-like in appearance before his arrival to the river. And so, he relished in the moisture of his new surroundings, splashing big handfuls of fresh water into his face, just as a big fucking crocodile came lurking dangerously close to the raft. I pity the croc who tries stopping shit with me. In 250 meters, return to dry land on your left. Then enter the jungle. So he steered his raft ashore and did just that. Carrying all his stuff in a little backpack he had made out of his shirt and some vines during the interim. Proceed through the jungle for 4.8 kilometers, then the destination will be on your right. For three, cautious, slow, grueling miles he trekked, 
Using the laser machete in his space army knife, he sliced and he diced it, vines, branches, and brambles on his way through the jungle, while shooting any critter that he laid eyes upon. Snakes, monkeys, giant Venus flytraps, he laid waste to them all because fuck it, better safe than sorry. Until finally, he cut his way through the brush one last time, looked to his right, and saw it. Right there in the middle of the clearing, there sat a lone stone sphinx. Except this sphinx had an alien's head on it instead of a man's. Yeah, HHH boy. This must be the place. You have arrived. The women trekked for hours in the 141 degree heat, keeping a slow pace. Even slower than you'd expect given their sandy surroundings, due mostly in part to the aftermath of that scorpion attack the night prior. Scarletta gingerly favored her good leg, limping along in the sand as she clutched Crystal's forearm for balance. It's okay, Scar. Take all the time you need. Here, you want some more water? Thanks, but I'm good for now. Wait, did you just call it water? Yeah, water. That's what it's called, no? It's pronounced Water. Yeah, that's what I said. Water. I... Whatever. Give me a squirt. Ah, oh, shit. Restore the raddest ever fall. By the power vested in me, Ralph Orkman of the 69th Precinct, you are under arrest for the wholesale slaughter of my boys. Stay where you are, drop your weapons, and keep your hands where I can see them before me and Charlie here beat you and your little girlfriend in the ass. In the ass, not on it, in it. Though Crystal, never one to give up without a fight, instinctively reached for her magic wand and prepared to throw hands, physically placing herself between her injured lover and the chops who now rode in circles around the pair in their hog-powered sand sled. It's time you face the music, you elf bitch! You're outnumbered, outmatched, and out of places to hide! Now turn yourself in quickly and no one gets hurt, I said, looking at your girlfriend who's already clearly injured. She and Scarletta shared a quick, knowing glance into each other's eyes. Because they knew this chop was right. They had been out here in the dry desert heat for hours. Even with all the water they could ever need stowed in the elf's magic bag, their slow, lopsided march across the sandscape had left them exhausted, had left them in no position whatsoever to put up a fight. Especially Scarletta, who struggled to walk unassisted following the events of the previous nights. As much as they were loath to admit it, this was the end of the line. So she, without any of her trademark dexterity or speed, she slowly, deliberately tucked her wand and her necklace into the bag, doing so in such a manner that all in attendance could clearly see. Then she dropped it in the sand, sunk to her knees, and held her hands high above her head as Ralph, visibly giddy with anticipation, he merrily meandered from his sand sled and slapped the cuffs on her wrists. 
yes, yes, yes! Now you will never discover the ancient alien shit before me, before I, before... Gon Ganyaro! Goblin Jesus, I knew you were a fucking narc, but this is a new low! I'm afraid you forced my hand! I've made it my life's work to discover that lost long alien tech, and I wasn't willing to lose it all to... Charlie? What is the meaning of this? I thought we were pals! Don, you're under arrest for ducking your child support payments for 15 years! Hi, Dios mío! No, no, no! It cannot be happening! Oh, yes, yes, yes it is! You little weirdo! Now put a sock in it till we get back to the precinct, why don't ya? Yeah! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a minute! You can't leave Scar out here alone! She can barely walk! Oh, don't you worry about your little girlfriend, punk! Cause you'll find plenty more where you're headed! Please! You, you can't do this to her! She's innocent in all this! You, fine, you can take me into custody, you can throw me in a cell, and you can eat the key in between two slices of bread for all I care, but please, don't! I intend to do all three in that order! Now let's get out of here, Charlie! Duh, okay, boss. Well, this sucks. Thanks for tuning in to me, screaming about wizards for 20 minutes. If you're still here, odds are that you've enjoyed what you just heard and are stoked for more. So let me be the first to tell you that there are two dozen more episodes where that came from, all sitting there waiting for you to enjoy while you wait for this arc's climactic finish. Finally, if you want to see the wizard scroll reach as many ear holes as possible, Hop on your social medias and tag me in all your Wizard Scroll praise. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your frenemies, and even your grandma about your new favorite podcast. Because word of mouth is how this show can continue to grow. So share the shit out of it with everyone you know. And until next time, buh bye Boss! I've got a marble stuck in my asshole, boss! I can't quite shit it out, boss! You gotta stick your finger in there and loosen it up a little, boss! <laughs> the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. 17.9 cycles ago, us machines defeated the humans. Now, we're living the good life here in Droidston, Manitoba. Morning, Gif! Morning, Dust! But there's still the problem of human infestation. That's when it's time to call Human Be Gone. Human Be Gone! Experts in ethical human relocation. <laughs> this job has everything. Danger. Whoa! Sounds like we got some dingers in there. Excitement. Incoming. And drama. You're the one who leaked herself in my best Manny rice bed. It's a dirty job, but some bots gotta do it. Oh. Human Be Gone. Coming soon wherever you get your podcasts. Human